1: Hello, hello, hello. This is not Minister Diane Jones. This is Minister Chris Jones standing in for my wife, um, who's doing fine. She's here. She's in the background. Actually, I'll let her say hi now. Hello, honey. Are you there?
2: Hey, handsome. How's it going?
1: Oh, just wonderful. Just wanted to allow you to say hi to your faithful listeners.
2: Hey, listeners, (laughs) hubby's in the pilot seat tonight, so I'm just doing my thing in the background. Y'all have a good show.
1: (laughs) Okay, um, well, the men are taking over again, round two, Um, a few weeks ago, I had a series that I had started with, um, I don't know if I want to call it a series, but uh, I I, I do a ministry with basketball, coaching um, young men in the military, and so that has been very um, rewarding to me and fruitful and so uh, we came up with the idea or the Lord gave it to us to just um, to use that ministry and, and, and talk to some of the people involved and and let them share their story and testify what God has done in their lives. And so I do have a special guest tonight. And I'll I'll get to him in a in a moment. Um but I'd like to um just basically let you know that the, the tonight's topic will be of course there was basketball involved, but through basketball we got to to talk about and um we'll share with you about the, the importance and the role of the father uh in your life, in your home, being a father, you know, um being a father to others that you didn't father necessarily. And, um, so, uh, with that being said, and I know in my experience, um, I've had to learn how to be a father by watching my father who was in, in the home, you know, my whole life. And then I went away in the service and I always had that anchor to lean back on, to fall back on. And he told me, I'll never forget when I left home that, um, the next time I see you, you'll be, you'll be a man. And, um, anytime you ever need me, I'm here just a call away, you know? And, and at the time when he said that it had so much weight to it because he was giving me his blessing and, and letting me know that, that I'm ready. I can handle it. And if there's something that, something that I can handle that he's there for me, that does so much. It did so much for me knowing that I had that foundation behind me. So my guest tonight, his name is Jeffrey Ulysses. And, Jeff, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello, Jeff. Uh, as you know, I'm Chris Jones. I go as Coach Jones. And um, just uh, to to let everybody know, who you are and how we met I'll, I'll start it out with, um, Jeff was one of the young fellows, um, that's played ball for me, uh, at Andrews air force base. He was my, uh, starting point guard and he, um, was stationed uh, at Andrews here in Maryland. I know he's traveled all over the world and I'll let him talk a little bit about that, but Jeff was in the Navy. He's retired Navy. And, um, great young man to um to be involved with. So Jeff was my starting point guard, which means he had to take all of the brunt of the coach. He was a extension of me and the floor leader. And so but to do that you have to be able to handle it. So I'm very proud of this young man. He's um he's he's shown me a lot even about myself and, and you know and as a coach a lot of coaches don't get it, but you can't know it all. You have to listen to your ball players. But when you listen to your ball players and they listen to you, it it it, it develops a relationship, and it's kind of like a father son coach player. It's it's a relationship, and and this relationship has grown because we don't even do basketball anymore. We've grown on it, gone on into our lives. So Jeff, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'll give you the floor.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, 38 years old, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my dad left when I was about the age of seven. Uh, a lot of abuse at the home with him and my wa- my mother, excuse me. And uh, he decided to just pretty much run away from the family and, and the role that he had. And I haven't seen him since. So I grew up in that environment. Uh it was a little bit rough for me uh, growing up without my father. I didn't know it at the time. Uh, now that I'm a dad myself of three, uh, I can see now the roles of how important it is, of course, also with uh, God Almighty giving us the faith in, in the Lord Jesus Christ and seeing that connection with Jesus and God the Father. I see it there. Absolutely. And so growing up through the years, I, I battled through a lot of anxiety, stress, uh, uh, uh dealing with people, accepting myself, insecurities, and the list just goes on and on. And so I joined the military, long story short, and I ran into you, Coach Jones and and just a bond of, like Coach just said, Mr. Jones just said, is the bond between a, a guard, a player, a person on a team, but more specifically a, a point guard, uh, which is the captain on the floor uh, at, at the game, and that coach It's really about an extension of that coach on the floor with the other players. And so – I tried my best to gravitate to that and in doing so it helped me to really think of others first in the game. And that just, it just grew from there. And so the connection that I needed to have to do that job was to understand the mindset of Mr. Jones and my coach at the time, and to be able to take that and own it and then pass it on. And um, I'll pass it back to you coach. And it it just (laughs) helped me to see things a little bit differently than the player and it extends to my everyday life even now, and so um, that's that's really it right there in the summary. So.
1: Okay, okay, and um, you said a mouthful because hmm. it 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 takes it takes communication, and mm-hmm. one thing we learn in the military about effective communication there's a mm-hmm. there's a listener, there's a speaker, and there's a message. Mm-hmm. And when all of those things are in place, you can get somewhere. You you can do some things, you know, and you can put mm-hmm. a program together. And 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 when everybody's on in in place, it can go mm-hmm. somewhere. So um, I thank you for for sharing that. Um, and as being a point guard, you know, our relationship had to be, you know, it 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 had to be together. We we could agree to disagree on things. But like I said, I'm the type of coach that listens as well. And so it, it made, it made the bond even easier to go into what we have now.
3: Yes. And um, And yeah. And, and another part of that is our main objective had to be the body, the team. Right. And so once that was set, we can go through the ups and downs in communication and conversation. But as long as we see that how will this positively or negatively affect everyone else? That's how we were able to move forward with a lot of these conversations. Our conversing back and forth helped to put a lot of the other guys in our inner circle to help us grow instead of just being one person coach versus another person player and everyone's in their own little bubble. This helped to really put everybody together because of that mindset. And so everyone else just gravitated to that. And it was a great time. Yeah.
1: It, it was it was it was order, and then the other players could fall in line. Now there's always going to be some that that don't want to fall in line and don't want and want to do it their way, and they end up not fitting. But the the nucleus stays together, and that person that doesn't fit, they're not going to be comfortable, and they'll either move on or they'll fall in line. And um, so I'm I'm glad we we talked about that. We got um. Still got a few seconds, few minutes left in this segment. Tell me about your. um, Go ahead. Go
3: ahead. Yeah, I like to piggyback on that. That individual that would either stay, and pretty much convert to those around him, or just leave. Either story, either scenario, that person's left with a message of this is how it's going to be done, and they have to determine whether it's the right way, or if their way is just is just something that they want to do or if they want to feel like they want to be involved in something greater than themselves. And so for that person that would think, wow, let me leave this, they end up at mm-hmm. the end of the day, at some point recognizing because of what we had here, this foundation we had here, that, wow, they made the wrong decision, not just because they left, but the reason why they left. They left because they didn't want to do what's right for everyone else. It became an individuality for right. And so for that person down the line, they would recognize the importance of what we established, what you established, coach, and along with the team aspect, which is we're developing a family here. And in this core family that we have here underneath the scope of basketball, we're going to teach these traits that will help build each individual player, which is a, a man. And, and for other teams, there'll be women on those teams. It'll be the same thing. But for our team, it was strictly men. And so to be a man who will soon be a father at some point, we'll get to that, I'm sure, uh, needs to understand what it takes to be that. And so for someone to leave that is really leaving their role as a man and as a future father, husband, and et cetera. So they recognize that down the line. Yeah.
1: Okay, we got about 30 seconds, and we got us a good start going. Um, and we're going to pick up right where we left off because... That guy that leaves, <laughs> well, oh. I'll come back. Here comes the music now.
0: <laughs> As the tragic past. Shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the
1: Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at Inc. at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The. Story with my guest, uh, Jeffrey Ulysses, um, former Navy uh, Navy uh, sailor, I should say, uh, retired and uh, former basketball player played for me uh, at, at, in Maryland. And um, So Jeff, we talked about before, before the break, we were talking about um, that, that ball player that, that leaves the team and makes that choice to leave the team. Mm-hmm. And the regret, mm-hmm. and it, it, made me, it made me think about how you said your father left, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and how we may not see it, but we know there's regret, you mm-hmm. know, because we don't, we, we don't see the individual, but we know as yeah. adults and, and ha- after having living, we know how we feel when we, when we make decisions and choices so naturally. There had to be regret. You want to expound on that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one, uh, men, in, in the Word, God created the man and the woman and, and blessed them. And so there's already an order set from that point, as it says in Genesis, in the story of Adam and Eve. And so once it's blessed, then the functions of that setting is supposed to move forward the way God had planned. And so when there's a, when there's a man that's there in that household, and he marries a woman and they're put together and they're blessed, everything they're supposed to do underneath the covering of God is going to be blessed. Doesn't mean things will turn out exactly how we want it to be, but it's all according to the will of the Lord, our Lord. And so when the man is having children and et cetera, like myself, um, and as, as my father did, it's really impactful for his role in that household for him to be there because he now will set in motion what God has placed and placed upon him to set, because the order is God, Christ, Jesus Christ, man and woman. And so without him in that household, things really start to sway in different directions. The woman has to overcompensate, and then the children take the hit. The wife takes the hit as well, and that father male figure also does, because that's not what his intent was meant to be from the beginning. And so it's a vital role in the world today and not just today just in general period and so i've experienced that on the end of being a father and also being the child in a household where a father has left the home
1: and and that was a great uh example because of the order the order was not um things were not in order yeah and 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 if, if it's not blessed then it's only thing left it could be is cursed until it's so, made right.
3: That's right.
1: You know, and, and God gives opportunities to make it right. Some people meet their father at, at 60 years old, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. uh, I thank you for ex- expounding on that. Now I'm going to, I'm going to give you one of uh, my first questions that I okay. uh, set aside. Uh, my question to you is what does the term father mean to you in the natural and in the spiritual realm?
3: Okay. Uh, In the natural, the father, and that's such a deep question because we only learn from our own experiences, right? We can be told one thing, but as we experience with someone in connection with someone in their titling of father, we really gravitate to that understanding of what fatherhood means according to that person that's in that position above us. And so I really had to extend myself to other people to really figure out what that father figure meant because my father left me at the age of about six or seven. Um, He decided due to, and I'm not going to speak on what he was going through, because I don't really know. I just know he wasn't right. And that translated to his relationship with my mother, his wife at the time, and then as a result to the kids, which is my brother and I, which was only uh, two children in the household at the time. And so uh, in the physical father to me, though, in that role now, means someone that is there in love that's going to teach about the love of God because only God can teach about that love, that true love. And as we grow in this physical, I'm going to connect with, as a father, I'm going to connect with the father to teach me how to be a father to my children. And so that father figure literally means in the physical is someone that is going to ensure a household ensure the children that I'm going to do my best to connect to the Father to show you as a child what a father supposed to be. And the P of that is the connection with God. And so what in the physical is literally just doing what it takes to represent the Father. That's the way I take it now. And so that's what I teach if I had the opportunity to. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
1: And what, what I get out of what you're saying also is that, the father in the home, if he's in place, he is a conduit. He That's is right. he is he is like the straw between your mouth and the milkshake. Okay? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, 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 and your family is the mouth and God is the milkshake and you're the you're the straw that makes sure it reaches there. It gets yeah. there. You know, That's it's a bridge. Uh, and right. in that um, in in that vocation, if you will, um, we have to be we have to be so many things. But everything that we have to be, God already put it in us. We have to be the priest, the provider, the protector, and we have to have we have to be a lion when needed. We have to be a lamb when needed. You know, we have little children; they want a hug from daddy. You know, Daddy becomes soft and cuddly, and he hugs, his feet. He hugs and bounces little kids on his knees. But when something comes to threaten, Dad becomes that lion. And Dad sees way in advance what the lambs don't see, you know. And so um, that, was, that was good. I'm glad you, 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 you explained from your um, perspective what it means to you and um yeah. and then and and then we don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's
3: right, yeah.
1: Cuz in God's word he tells us there's so many scriptures on on the father on him and mm-hmm. then how we're supposed to be, you know, the owner's manual, how we're supposed to be in order to raise our children and and to hold together family and be whole. So um we have no excuse
3: it's, okay, it's amazing. So,
1: yeah, go ahead.
3: It's, it's amazing that role and not having any excuse because, uh, as you said a moment ago, the father's supposed to be that conduit between the family and God and Christ. And so when he makes a decision, that family's reliant that he's making a decision based upon what he was fed through the Lord. And so now here comes the problem a lot of people don't decide. A lot of fathers don't decide, I'm going to go to the Lord first before making these decisions, and I'm going to navigate it instead on my own, based upon my own mindset at the time. And being in the flesh, as we all are, uh, 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 physically speaking, there's no way we will always make the right decision when the foundation of who we are now is upon sin. And so how does a man make a decision, a father make a decision on their own accord When you have the Father in heaven waiting to give that Father, that physical man, the answer to move forward in life the way that it was planned, according to the Word. And so it's it's highly critical, um, um, but that man has to stand still and stand firm on the Word. But then does that man do that? Does that man want to seek the Father's face, God the Father, God Almighty? Does that man want to live past himself and for his family and for what God has purposed him for when he was created. And a lot of the snares in this world, you see the answer to be no. That man, that father wants to do what pleases him first. And there's the breakdown right. because he is there to be that conduit. He is there to bridge the gap. And so if he removes himself or is removed due to whatever circumstances we can explain later, then what we have is that there's an imbalance. And so his position is vital in the household. It showed itself to be vital in the world today, which is where kids nowadays are led astray based upon their lack of a relationship with the father because he is not there. And also, even if he's there, he is not connected to the father, God Almighty. And so there's an imbalance there and everyone is confused and out of alignment and wondering why are things working this way in our lives is because we're bottom line is in sin. And so that's the problem that we have. That father needs to be in line in the word of God, on his knees praying, fasting and doing as the Lord Jesus Christ has spoken in the word, and he is supposed to follow that through and through. The family will be blessed according to that, because he will pass on that blessing. But as a result of him not taking that road, the family will mm-hmm. also suffer more so than they, they should.
1: Suffer. Yeah. And 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 what what um I have about under two minutes, um but what, what happens is the man never steps up to the mandate. He is mandated as a, as a, as a husband and as a father. He, he is responsible for that family, just like Adam was responsible. Right. And if, right. if he doesn't know God, then he's, he's – I mean, I've watched a lot of movies in my life, and I remember the movie The Perfect Storm when the family mm-hmm. was out there in the ocean with the sailboat and the father was mm-hmm. like, no, we're going to ride through, we're going to mm-hmm. ride through the storm. And the family was mad. The wife was mad. Everybody was mad because they, they could see their future. And then they had to get rescued because of his pride. Okay. Yeah. And um, to me, that's a good example, because if, if, if a man has all of that pride and you can't tell him anything, then pride comes before what, <laughs> destruction <laughs> you know and um, so we have to as men drop pride as fathers we have to drop pride and we got to run to the father for help we got about 10 seconds so we'll get the music and then we'll be coming right back uh, for more with Jeffrey Ulysses on Toganet Radio I'm not the same woman I used to be I'm free
0: a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
1: (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like amazon.com. A Black Nurse.
2: (laughs)
1: Uh, Minister Chris Jones, um, continuing on with um, Brother Jeffrey Ulysses, Minister Jeffrey Ulysses, and um, we're talking about fathers today, and that's just the topic the Lord gave me, and that's the direction we're going, and we're having a great time. Um, Jeffrey, the next question I have for you is, what are the pros and cons of the father's presence in the family? ungodly, I mean, godly and ungodly fathers. And you kind of touched on it already. But um, yeah. I want you to just uh, expound a little bit more.
3: Yeah. Uh, i like to go to the example, simple example, in the story of Adam and Eve. And so when God created them, he blessed them and then gave them simple instructions. As we live our lives today, we might not notice when we don't do things according to God's word, how much it affects those things around us imagine today if we take ourselves back into the position of adam and eve as it says in the word that god told him do not eat off the tree of knowledge of good and evil lest ye die he explained to them what he did not want them to do there was no questioning that and he also elaborated on why not to do it because god loved the creation that was created in his image and so when that happened it really put it in line to say i cry out to you, please, do not go here because it'll separate you from me. And so the man, the father, the pro of that is when we fall in line with God, it allows the natural blessings of his covering upon us to, 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 to cover and extend out to the generations after us. As we're here in 2019, we're here as an, as a, as an effect of a decision that was made way back in the beginning. And so a pro would be a lot of the problems that would take place, diseases that would hit the land, uh, 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 the problems that are caught up in the mind, body, and soul, exposing kids to issues that were passed down from generation to generation that wouldn't be because of a door opening into sin, into our lives, from sin into our lives. And so it takes us away from God. It's a con. It takes us away from hearing his word. It even takes us from making sense as to what's happening in our lives and allows us to hear the word of the flesh, which says, do not be grateful, do not be blessed, do not receive of his word. Take it all that this flesh has for you, which is the lust of the world, which is destruction. These days we hear people all the time talking about this is hell. This is not hell. But th- that <laughs> mindset is saying I'm okay with what this life is about. I'm going to live exactly how I see it. And they absorb that. A lot of this generation that's here now and even before in times past, and as we look forward until Jesus Christ returns, it's the acceptance of sin. And so the con is, as we take on sin, we are already passing it down to generations of kids after us that will take that on to their genetics, spiritually speaking. A pro is when we take in the word of God just look at a family, a household where the man and the woman married together are in unison underneath the covering of God and decide we're going to follow the Lord and pass this down to you, my son, you, my daughter. What happens, that, those children may struggle in life. Jesus Christ also went through persecution, so that's not a problem necessarily. But the problem would be when they're outside of the will of the Lord, that suffering is something different. But as I've taken the word of God, As a family of man and woman in in a marriage, taking the word of God and passing it out to the children, they now see the road to the Lord themselves through their own personal experience and decide, I take life instead of death. I receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I reject this world, and I reject sin. That's just a summary of the pros and cons of uh, taking on the role of father, which is uh, what God wanted in store, which is a conduit like we talked about earlier. To the Father above
1: and and we are not of this world we are in this world right. and so this world is not our home we are passing through but we have to go through this test this life is a test but he gave us that the study materials the answers to the test all we have to do is walk it through Um, When you were talking, it made me think about how, you know, you see a picture, like just a picture you took with a camera, it always has a negative. And if you look at the negative, it's everything opposite that you see on the picture. If somebody's face is light on the picture, on the negative, it's dark. You know, so it's Mm -hmm. it's the reversal, and that's what Satan does. Satan cannot, could not cannot create anything so all he does is come along after somebody else's invention and somebody else's patent and try to make it his and try to undo it and make it for himself and then try to take the credit for it you know so when we uh do not honor God, and when we sin and when we willfully sin and, and we do that, what we're actually doing is praising Satan. We're worshiping Satan. That's how he gets worshiped, by us sinning. When we live right and, and humble ourselves before the Father and seek him, that's how our Father gets worshiped. And we worship, we open our mouth and worship, so um what you' what what you're saying is so right because when things are out of order, it's like it's a setup, it's like if you do nothing you'll you'll be in flesh, you'll be in sin, and you'll go to hell if you just do nothing and just follow along with everybody, you know, but if you turn. And, 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 and go the way God says go. And if that father's in place, he's going to lead. He's going to lead. He's going to hold the hands of the family. He's going to pick them up and carry them and lead the way. And it it's, it's going to be against the grain, but it's going to be the right path. And and if he does that and, and teaches his children as they're young and and his wife. A, a, a godly wife is gonna fall in line and follow that family will be so right. blessed.
2: Yeah. Every
1: step yeah. every step they take will be in the light. Yeah. They will not be wandering right. in the wilderness, you
2: know. Yeah.
1: And, and and once you start doing it and it becomes the way of life, um it's 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 the way you live. And and, and but the that, that term mandates the first three words of that that uh, letter is "man," <laughs> you know, which which means it's it's mandatory, you know. That's where that word comes from. It means God gives you a mandate. He gives you a mission. He gives the man and the father a mission to and go on and
3: and lead. Go ahead, and and that's what you know. Satan, Lucifer. You know, he's he's out to remove that understanding because, okay. one, if we don't have the understanding to know who we are with the Lord in that connection that we have with him to then follow through with that, now we're lost and blinded. The veil is upon our eyes and we can't see. And so as we operate in that, we're operating in sin. And so what's amazing to go with that is, you know, there is a divide here, you know, in the world they... We try to really, in this world, brush over problems, right? Okay, there's a problem. You'll get over it. It'll, it. it'll pass. Don't worry about it. Except this. There's a time coming when there's going to be a divide, when this graceful God, this merciful God, this always-forgiving God won't be forgiving. Where it says in Matthew, I believe it's chapter 24, where the people will be standing in front of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, and the people will be on the right, and those people on the right will be blessed and those on the left will be cursed. And as he calls those on the right, he says, come inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of mm-hmm. the world. Come inherit this. In this world today, we like to think about that job. I can't wait to get on that job because I'm going to stay there plus a amount of years and retire. And that's my reward. That's only temporary. This, this won't even be here at the time of, of, of eternity with the Lord and Savior in heaven. There'll be an eternal retirement ceremony where he'll call the flesh forward. But the curse, they will then see in full manifestation all that they have done and know for sure, one, Jesus Christ is Lord. Two, oh my goodness, I made a huge mistake. But they have chosen it, and they will walk in line with where the destroyer is meant to go, which is the lake of fire. So today as we sit here and we're talking about this, we're really talking about the divide in the world. That the devil is out to have a team, his own family, his own followers, like a Twitter account. His own followers that will combat back against the word of God. And the Lord is waiting idle by saying, just come to me. I will forgive you. Christ died on the cross for that. Turn away from sin. Receive the fruits of the spirit, which are love. The world doesn't want to teach about that. Peace. Peace is only through the word of God. Long-suffering through the word long suffering in the fact that this world is not our home that we're only passing through and our mission is to complete what god put in store in us and the devil wants to remove that from our hearts and minds and have us walking aimlessly to then suffer and show god god i took your people from your hands look at what they're doing these are the people you sent your son to die for and so as he's complaining to the god our father God is still giving people a chance to repent. And so the father, to summarize all of that is, the father, if we think way back, if that father figure is Adam, if someone is just decide I'm gonna turn away from myself, which is the flesh, I'm gonna turn away from myself, which is sin, and follow in line with this word of God, I'm gonna change the course of those that come after me because God will work through me to do that. And that's what the Lord wants to do. I need to bring my people back to me. This is the mission. And so the devil is out to destroy that mission. But it won't come to pass, but there will be those who will suffer for eternity as a result. Yeah.
1: Right, because God's going to win. He's going to win. And when someone, when someone um, makes that decision that I'm not going to follow the crowd and I'm going to turn and I'm going to lead my family. And, I'm, and, and it's amazing how it's light.
3: Yeah.
1: You don't, you, you stand out, you don't fit in. And, and right. so light always draws out of darkness. You know, when we walk in the light, we have to just, we have to walk in it. And, 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 and I have about uh, 15 seconds. We have to walk in that light and, and stay on our mission you know and when we stay on our mission god gets the glory okay Amen. we're gonna um we're gonna be back after the music we have another uh segment coming up so stay tuned i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free
0: The tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these
1: millions of people are sexually abused each and every day not just by rape child molesters or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming
0: sexual abuse this is the tokenet radio network radio with a cutting edge is there more living for you to do yes start living inspired be here living inspired with trisha goyer thursday afternoons at 4 3 p.m central on Toginet.com. trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on TuggyNet.com.
2: Thank God I am free. I am
0: free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TuggyNet.com the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal, it's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello again, this is Brother Chris
1: uh, standing in for Minister Diane, and uh, I have a guest. Jeffrey Ulysses, we've been talking about um, fathers, fathers and fatherhood and God as our Father, and um, we're having a good time here. Um, and I want to ask Brother Jeff uh, one last question so he can take his time and expound on it, and we can expound on it together. Uh, my question is, how do we, as godly men, break the curse of fatherlessness, in our
3: homes. Okay, so first off, we have to recognize that we are all sinners, and we all fall short to the glory of God. That we repent of our sins, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, ask Him into our hearts, and so as we receive the Holy Spirit to help guide us through our walk. Now and study the Word of God. And put in that time and not just taking in the content of the word, but also applying it. That application is also important. Well, a lot of people get stuck in, which is taking in the word and kind of absorbing and keeping and holding on to it. Well, you have to allow that fruit, that seed to grow into its natural fruit in its time. And so that's really the first step. Are we in line with God? And the only way to be in line with him is to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, the only way to Amen. have it. And once that takes place, now we're in that process of growth that the Lord will be patient with us as we go through the bumps in the road for the glory of him and his way. And so as we walk in that, we can now go to our wives and we can go to our children and say, look, I mean, let's just be realistic here. I'm a sinner. I'm trying to greet him as well as you are. But the difference with a lot of us is that there are others that, Say it with their words, but in their heart they don't have it there to earn, to, to yearn after the Lord. And so, as we walk with God and hit those bumps, we can explain to our family, "Look, the Word says this. I am this, and I messed up. But I'm going to show you the Word of God says we need to do things this way. I'm striving for this, but I'm now going to tool you with that. And so, when that's happening, it it locks all of us." And as far as the family goes, the wife, the children, in a sequence that looks up to heaven, everything is about God the Father and not everything about the individual person. We're always supposed to keep our eyes above in heaven. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We're supposed to seek God first. Spend our time in prayer and meditation day and night. Spend our time praying. These are the things that are not taught on the TV set. Uh, as much as it is other content in this world. And so once we do that, we will now show the children, the next generation, and the generation after them for grandkids, that this is how it's supposed to be and it'll look natural to them. In the world today, what we have are households where what's natural to them is a man marrying another man, a woman dating another woman, having alcohol and drugs in the household, partying all night long and passing the children on the babysitters, not going to church on Sunday and throughout the week, not praising the Lord God Almighty, not even going to church and praising Him, which allows His Spirit to come closer to us and remove whatever content that does not belong so I can receive the preaching from our preacher. All these things break down the household so to prevent this from happening is the continued search for God. And the only way to do that it's to fully submit and commit ourselves to following him through the word of God.
1: Amen. Amen. So if we, if we don't do it right in the beginning, and when I say in the beginning, that can be any time. When we mm-hmm. realize and mm-hmm. understand where we are, and it comes down to being honest. Yes, being honest with yourself and looking at yourself yes. in a mirror and, and saying, this is where I am. If you yes. can't even do that according and, and, and using the word, you know, as, 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 as a guideline to go by, uh, a self-inspection, if you will, uh, use the word and say, do I match up with it as, as the man, you know, uh, I, I could say as the mother because the, the mother is a human being, but she's not the head. She's not yeah. chosen to be the head. A lot of women are the head because that's, that's, that's their situation. But I'm talking to the man. So the man has to look in the mirror and ask himself, according to this word, do I fit, do I match what this says I'm supposed to be? And it doesn't take long to get an answer. If you're honest, because it's just like when we have to stand before the Lord one day. If, if, if we're adorned in sin, that, that judgment seat is going to be so beautiful and crystals and jewels and clean, there'll be no dirt anywhere except us. If there's mm-hmm. no dirt there and then we walk in the room, guess how much we're going to stand out? And we will be adorned in our sin, you know. So really, it's not going to take God long to judge us. We're going to condemn ourselves because we're going to look around and everything is so beautiful. And then we'll look down at ourselves and go, oh, man, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do? What what do you do with, uh, with the garbage? Awesome. <laughs> I remember when I was little, we used to throw the garbage in the incinerator in the apartment, you know. Go to the incinerator, put it in the chute, and it goes down and it burns. That's exactly what's going to happen if we're not right with God. So we have to look in the mirror, be honest. Once we see what doesn't align, we have to repent. And it can't be lip service because God knows our hearts. We can easily just say a prayer but saying a prayer is not the same as praying. We have to pray. We have to go ahead.
3: I like to interject on that point. I remember when I got saved, I got saved when I was about uh, six years old. That might sound young to some people, but I remember how the Lord spoke to me. And what's interesting is that as we talk about looking in the mirror, that sounds like the individual has to have the content to be able to then determine who he is, in the sight of God. That's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking mm-hmm. at it is saying we, we have to really apply this element of the spirit of the Lord touching and tugging on the heart and showing that mm-hmm. person that you need me and I'm here for you and I love you. And so as we got saved that one day, taking out of death, you know, as we're, it says in the word that we're dead already, you know, outside of uh, the, our Lord Jesus Christ and being saved underneath his blood and so as we are walking in that you know we're lost and but for ourselves that are saved underneath his covering is we have to remember that as we take in that covering we have to first understand where it came from we have to understand that there was that day when there, are like other people are when we had to choose ourselves when we accept him and that's the spirit i'm talking about when it took on my spirit The Lord's saying, come to me, come to me. Did I choose to accept that call? I don't need to predetermine for myself what's right and wrong. The Lord will talk straight to my spirit. He will break down the strongholds that are there in my life. He'll push away all the stuff, all the sin that's there to let me see one line from A to B, him and his love and his sacrifice by dying on the cross. And that's what we need to see first. Once that is recognized and accepted, then we can move forward. People reject even there when they can feel the tugging happening. And as they walk in this world, they feel it. And they feel down and depressed, but they don't want to teach how they are at that moment. They want it to look good and glorify the flesh. And so this is where we need to put our emphasis, receiving Jesus and staying in line with him. Not just receiving and thinking, all right. I receive my reward. I'll make it a heaven. Let me live a world of sin, a life of sin, because that will still be passed down to our children because they'll see an aspect of what the father in heaven will look like because they'll see someone in front of them, their father, that will think, well, this is what love represents. This is the picture. And so to remove that is to take in that full package of God, which is do not turn away from him when we receive him. Receive him first, and then now walk in line with what he has in store for us. And it's a blessed position because then we'll start to really recognize who we are and start to really recognize who Satan really is, you know, a deceiver. And so um, very important stuff to go over and to pass on to the generations of people um, that we have here today.
1: Okay. Amen. Amen. And, and I've been in that situation and it's, when you're sitting in the church now i was I was saved but I knew that I had some stuff I needed to clean up you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: I've been mm-hmm. slipping and dipping I've sat in that church and i've I've heard the word and i felt the tug and at that moment you really can feel God calling you
3: because that Amen. word
1: is like was was for you
3: Amen.
1: and it takes a will to get up, turn around, and walk out of the church when God is tugging on you. You have to pull mm. against his tug, and mm. and that's, that's, that's cursed. That's walking mm. into a curse. But if you get up and run to that altar and fall on your face and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he's waiting for you. 30 seconds. Okay, well, I want to thank you so much, brother, for being here, and you know we could go all night. so I thank you thank you you for you and your family your lovely wife and um, I just bless God for you and thank him so much for allowing us to be on the show I hope everybody got something out of this it was a great time for us and God bless you
2: until next time